Like the toaster. What? Yeah. There was a movie about a toaster. Yeah. See, that's my point Pixar. exactly. What's his yeah. name? Timothy. His name was Timothy. The Wild that Toaster or oh. Adventure. What was the name of that? Toaster? Adventure of the Toaster. That sounds. Did like we read that? <laughs> is that a? Is that a? <laughs> that sound like psychological horror movie. Toaster movie. Oh no. It may have been called the Toaster. I'm not that's it. Oh wow. The Brave, Brave Little, little toaster. toaster. Oh okay. <laughs> I feel like I. Another episode of the NYC Godcast. We are about to wrap up this peculiar series. Wow, what a series it has it's been. been. Something. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I know this is no surprise to you guys, but my mind is a little strange. What? Uh, but I think this series has maybe been more of a puzzler <laughs> than possibly any other that we've been through. Uh, I've had several people reach out throughout the series and they're like, great series, really mm-hmm. challenging stuff. What I was that? I, yeah, I really haven't understood it all, but it's been good stuff. <laughs> like, well, at least you're watching, what I guess. What does a hamster yeah. have to do with yeah, anything? I, I, I got to tell you. The hamster has been the kicker. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, so <laughs> You didn't kick the... I almost said panda. The bucket. The panda. <laughs> the panda. <laughs> it wasn't a panda. <laughs> no, it exploded. And so, it wasn't a panda. You know, how many curtains would a panda have to eat to explode? That is a question, folks. Hey, that is a question. Hey, Siri. Starting off on a good feeling. Uh, right. So today I want to take a look at what I think is a pretty simple and I guess obvious example of the saying to this world, you're dead to me, right? That's what mm-hmm. we've been talking about this mm-hmm. month, you're dead to me. Uh, talking about Paul, where he says, the world has been crucified to me. And so our theme this month has been, uh, you know, you're dead to me, speaking to the world. So this 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 lesson, I feel like, is, is somewhat of an obvious and simple illustration, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's one that we often overlook. So today I want to take a look at Luke chapter 4, where we find the account of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And this is really a fascinating scene that really, I think, is highly neglected uh, or it's over-spiritualized in Christianity. And yet it has so much, I was just blown away as I was studying it, there's so much application here, and it's so telling for each of our lives if we'll just grasp it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you want to read the whole account, I had it in here, and I I actually cut it out because it literally was just like the whole chapter. So if you want to go read it, I'm just going to summarize, but if you want to read it, it's found in Luke chapter 4, around verses 1 through Mm 13-ish. So to give you a summary, Jesus has come to earth, right? He's God in the flesh. He comes to earth, and he's now ready to begin his earthly ministry. And Luke records that Jesus is led into the wilderness, and there Jesus is tempted by Satan for 40 days. First off, whoa, 40 days. days. That's a a month and 10 days for those who are counting. That is a really long time. (laughs) Most of us can't handle like 10 seconds or 10 minutes of temptation, let alone 40 days. That's a long time. And yet Jesus was continually badgered. He was tempted by Satan to give in. And so we find in verse two, hold yourself, hold your seat, hold yourself. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Jesus didn't eat for 40 days. Oh goodness. It's too much. I can't do that. I couldn't be Jesus. None of us can. Crossing the line. Most of us can't go four hours without eating, let alone 40 days. Eating nothing. I was literally just thinking, what am I going to eat after this? (laughs) We just ate lunch. I think about my next meal quite often. As I'm eating, I'm like, what's next? And so, but not only did he not eat for 40 days, but he never got hangry. What? Never got cranky, never grumpy. Mm. Like, Wow! That's impressive. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be God to do yeah. that. Yes. So, yes. 
But what I really want us to focus on today is the three areas that Satan tempts Jesus with here in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Because although thousands of years have passed, really our enemy, Satan, the same enemy Jesus had, Mm -hmm. he has no new tricks up his slithery sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) You thought you were hilarious writing that, didn't you? I didn't. I didn't know it was there. (laughs) He has no new tricks up his slithery sleeves. That is hurtful to say at the time. What I mean is that he uses the same snares, the same traps on us today that he used on Jesus then. But while Jesus avoided those traps, we fall for it over and over again, right? And And so Satan comes to Jesus and he offers him first off, dun-dun-dun-dun, food. Food. And then he offers him prosperity and then he offers him health. So in other words, Satan comes to Jesus and offers to fix Jesus's needs, catch this, with the means of this world. Mm -hmm. So Jesus has needs and Satan says, I can help you with that by this world. Mm -hmm. So he says, I know you're hungry. Take a stone and turn it into bread. Allow this world to meet your needs, your hunger. The devil goes on and shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. He tells Jesus that it can all be his. He can have everything. It can all be yours. He tries to meet Jesus' need with this world. So hold up for just a second before we go to the last one. Do we realize that Jesus was tempted with this world? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, don't we just think it's Jesus? Like, he didn't really care for any of this stuff anyways. Yeah. Like, do we get that? Like, we think it's Jesus. Well, he had no interest in money. Like, that's a waste of Satan's time. That's a waste of, yeah. Yeah. But literally, Jesus was tempted with the world, with the things of this world. That's what what Luke 4 says. Satan literally comes to Jesus and says, you can have every shiny thing. Mm -hmm. You can have all the lures, all the desirable things of this world. It can all be yours. And the thing is, Jesus was 100% man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't some super God who came by temptation easily, who could just ignore it, right? Jesus was completely man. He was just as much man as yep. we are, man and woman. Just as much yep. of a person as we are in every single way. And yet Jesus resisted. And so he looks at Satan three times. And in so many words, Jesus says, Satan, tempt me all you want to. But this world's dead to me. I have no desire for these things. I have no, I will not cave to the things you offer me in this world. Mm -hmm. And so most of us can't say no when we're tempted with an afternoon of laziness Mm -hmm. or with an opportunity to indulge in something, let alone if we were tempted literally with the entire world and everything Mm -hmm. in it. And so Jesus succeeded. Like, do we grasp that Jesus was just as much tempted as we are? Mm -hmm. He wanted to give in just as much as we do. And yet he succeeded in avoiding that temptation. He didn't give in to the things of this world. He didn't spiritually crave, cave to the cravings of this world. Mm -hmm. And though his problems and desires could have been met instantly, his stomach growls could have went away instantly. Mm -hmm. Jesus denied this world from meeting his needs. Like, do we see that? Yep. Because I think a lot of times in our lives, we're like, well, Jesus understands. Yeah. Like in this situation, I've had a really long week. I just need to pop, prop my feet up and binge on Netflix just a little bit. <laughs> <Yep>. He understands. <laughs> yes. Come unto me who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest on Netflix. I will give you Netflix. <laughs> I will give you Netflix. <laughs> but do you see? No. Like yeah. when you have a need, whether it's exhaustion, whether it's hunger, whether whatever, you're, when you have a need, the answer spiritually is never to find satisfaction or fulfillment in this world. Yep. 
That's what Jesus is denying here. Mm -hmm. He's saying, no, Satan, I won't let you feed me, though I'm hungry. No, I won't let you give me pleasure in this world. Mm -hmm. Those things can't satisfy. Do we see that? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So this is what we've been talking about all month. As a Christian, this world and its appeal and its allure and its fixes should be dead to us. It should be off limits. It shouldn't be applicable as a fix for our lives. The Bible makes it clear that there is no such thing. Listen, there's no such thing as a worldly Christian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a worldly Christian. A person who serves Jesus, yet who is wrapped up in the world. It's an oxymoron, and it does not exist. Mm -hmm. And yet it's... I'm simply put, you cannot serve two masters. Absolutely. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, um, you have to pick one. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. that's it. it. It's really like it sounds simple, but it's really not that simple on either end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you choose the world, which I, I think is, well, it's, it's not funny. It's actually sad. That, for example, um, people will like ask for prayer for something that clearly in the Bible God is against 100%. You know what I mean? But you know, they'll say, pray for such and such a prayer. And it's just like, wait, you're of the world. So you want to just stick your pinky toe over (laughs) and inside to ask for prayer, you know? And I figured I would use that because like everyone knows that, like, you know, if you choose Jesus, okay, there are just so many things that's going to try to sway you mm-hmm. to the other yep. side. So I figured I would use the, you know, I don't want to say anything specific, but I'm sure you all can yeah. can think of yep. at least 10 yep. things yep. where they're like, pray for this. And you're like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should still do it, but... Lord I help think them. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> give them what they really need. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, like, yes, I'll pray for you yet again. Mm-hmm. And maybe, yeah. maybe once you'll say, you know, maybe if we were living a different way, these things wouldn't happen. Right. I wouldn't have yep. to keep asking you for prayer. Definitely, definitely. Yep. yep. And I think that the main difference here is that Jesus understood who God was and allowed him to live through him. Like he obviously died to himself. Whereas we are very much so like, well, like I have this, you know what I mean? We haven't died to ourselves. So that's the reason why Mm -hmm. these temptations are so easy to us. They come into us is because we're not dead. Right. That's, that's the only reason. Yeah. Because if we were dead, it wouldn't matter. And yet that's the plan for us Yeah. is that we would do that. And yeah. yet we refuse to do that, which makes temptation all the much harder. Yep. Like, do you see how we're our, our own worst enemy? Satan's not really the big problem here. Oh, it's yeah. Us. Well, we justify <laughs> yeah. ourselves. So Jesus was hungry. It wouldn't have been, one, he could have easily turned the rock into bread. Mm-hmm. That would have been no problem for him. But two, he could have ate. Like, there's nothing wrong with eating. Yeah. He could have but, turned it into cake or right? like, brownies. It, or... It, wasn't, it wasn't the fact that eating was wrong because he obviously had a need. He needed to yeah. eat. But the problem was is of where it was coming from. Right, and right, so like absolutely. we justify yes. ourselves. But like, yep. but like I've worked all day. Like right. I, I I can and like yeah. we just justify yep. through what we need to do. And yeah. though ultimately it wasn't bad, it's where it came from. That yes. was the problem. Kind of yes. ruining the rest of the podcast. Thank I'm you. so sorry. Uh, <laughs> what I what we will talk about in just a minute is that <laughs> the ironic thing is Satan tempts Jesus with food. 
the ironic thing is Jesus eats in all all over the Bible. Like, yeah. yeah. Literally, yeah. you find him eating in this house and eating in this house and yep. breaking bread here. And he, yeah. So eating, like, that's not the issue. The issue is where it was coming from. Yep. And we find, you know, he tempts, uh, he tells Jesus to cast himself down and the angels will save him. So he's protection for his mm-hmm. body. We read all over the Gospels where Jesus would all of a sudden they're going to throw him off a cliff and he would just disappear from the crowd. Yeah. So like he constantly has provision for his body. So that's yeah. not a sin. It was where it was coming from. And that's mm-hmm. why we're trying to get across to you in this month as poorly as I'm doing at it. <laughs> where is your provision coming from? Are you yeah. finding your, your contentment, your, your fixes, your satisfaction from this world or from Jesus? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. Well, I think about the... Um, the hamster or the puppy dog. I just had to throw that in. I think about the... <laughs> I don't know exactly where it's at in the Bible, but the woman at the well. And yeah, like, John he, 4. And yep. he was like, you, I, you'll never thirst again. Yep. And she's like, what do you mean I won't thirst yeah. again? It's a totally... It's not a physical... Oh, sorry. It's fine. It's I'm fine. so it's sorry. Fine. It's fine. I Maybe I should it. read these things before. But we're going to show you how fast you could do it. <laughs> but truly and honestly, his mindset is a totally different. It's yeah. not on what does the physical body need. It's on the spiritual because yeah. the physical body will get what it needs when you have your spiritual right. in line. Yeah. Jesus says, uh, all these things will be added unto you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it starts with fixing the spiritual and then everything else. Yep. Uh, I think we, set your heart on things above and then. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to come You thing. forgot to do. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like you said, it matters where your source comes from. Mm-hmm. But also, like, there's only one thing that can truly fill us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend recently and I was like, so, worldly things like fix a flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And. Like, God is better than a tire, a mm-hmm. brand new tire. But this is the comparison mm-hmm. that I'm going to use, okay? So you put fix a flat in your tire, okay? And you feel like, oh, okay, my tire is fixed. I can now go to work, mm-hmm. okay? So you, you, you're you satisfied that you can get to work, but then you come out of work and your tire is flat again, yeah. 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 okay? Whereas then, like I said, using a tire to God is a poor representation mm-hmm. But if you had put a brand new tire on that car when you came out of work, yep. you would have been able to drive home. Right. You know, so all worldly, uh, anything of the world that you think satisfies you is a only temporary, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really satisfy right. what truly doesn't fix needs to be yeah. satisfied. Yeah. 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 Um, we're just going to ruin the whole podcast, but it's fine. It's good. Uh, we've been listening to a podcast, and I'm reading a book uh, called Sipping Saltwater. Mm. That's exactly what Kevin's saying. Uh, you know, if you're thirsty and you're stranded on an island and you're surrounded by water, the obvious thing is to go drink out of the ocean. The problem is it's salt water. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it will actually kill you. It'll it'll satisfy your thirst momentarily, right. but then it'll actually make you more thirsty because it dehydrates you, right? Yep. And it makes you sick, it makes you ill, and so you just keep going back. You keep yeah. going back. And then you hit the microphone and you keep going back. <laughs> so, you not going to be allowed to come back. <laughs> I don't have to be done of that. And so that's our life. <laughs> There's an eject button we don't know about. Yeah. Yes, eject, not reject. I have both. <laughs> yes, uh, you're good, you're good. But that's what happens when you drink salt water. It's the same mm-hmm. thing as the fix-a-flat. Yep. You go there thinking, oh, what I need right now is, is to have my, need, my thirst met. And so you go drink, and then you're like, oh, I'm thirsty. Yep. And so you go yeah, drink more. Yeah. Now I'm even more thirsty. And then you start becoming dependent upon it. Now apply that spiritually. All of your needs as a Christian are in are satisfied fully in Jesus. That's what Jesus says in John 4 to the woman at the well. You won't thirst again. You won't have to keep coming back. You won't have that craving within if Jesus is your satisfaction. The problem is, as Kevin has said, 
We're going to the world for our solutions. We're going to the world for our satisfaction, for our contentment, for our happiness, for our joy. And it doesn't last. Yep. Yeah. It's temporary. And in fact, it leaves us even more hungry and even more thirsty than to start with. Yep. I think like, and nothing against women, but I work with a lot of women. <laughs> and they're like, if I could just have a piece of chocolate. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, That's really? You. Like, you think <laughs> that piece of chocolate is going to solve your problem? Yeah. Oh, even coffee. Yes. You know? Okay. Yes. So, like, Careful. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just about to reject a bunch of stuff. Like, I work at a school, and like, in my mind, I think, like, so you think that piece of chocolate or a cup of coffee is going to get little Billy to <laughs> act better? No, no, it's not. <laughs> like, that is maybe like, oh, I feel so much better. I had this, you know, the piece street. of chocolate. But here comes Billy again. And it's just like, <laughs> and like, and you don't even want to give Billy a piece of your chocolate. That's <laughs> rewarding that him. Chocolate. You throw the piece of chocolate yeah, at Johnny. Billy. <laughs> Billy. Billy. Who's Johnny? Who's Johnny? <laughs> I was you. Remember you said that just now. But you know, like chocolate in the world, and chocolate in the world, chocolate and coffee <laughs> are such worldly yeah. fixes. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. But our flesh is saying, if you eat that piece of chocolate, yeah. you'll feel better. Well, and back to Jesus. Yes, that's why we're here. <laughs> if he would have ate that bread, he would have been hungry again. Like, yeah. right? like right. that wouldn't yeah. have been yeah. really. He would have disappointed God. He would have sinned technically. He would have disappointed God. And then he still would have eventually been hungry again. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's what he's trying to tell us here. Stop, stop falling for Satan's tricks that this will help. Yep. 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 Re resist the devil and he'll flee. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we look around at the churches and Christians everywhere. We're claiming Christ. We're claiming to be Christians. And yet we're wallowing in the world. We are totally wrapped up in this world and its fixes and its satisfaction and its solutions. And it's, it's causing more problems than mm -hmm. good. Yes. And so I've been learning a lot more lately that temptations come from Satan in the most unexpected places, right? So we see it coming when, you know, stealing and lying and cheating and anger, those we see coming a mile away. Those are like, mm -hmm. obviously those are from Satan. He's trying to tempt me to be angry, right? I stub my toe. I, the tires flat. Mm -hmm. There's no chocolate and coffee. I'm angry. And that obviously <laughs> is from Satan. So yeah. we see that coming a mile away. But the thing is, do we recognize that biblically sin is anything that satisfies us outside of Jesus? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything that satisfies us outside of Jesus. So sin, if you will, is allowing anything in your life to scratch the itch that Jesus was sent for. Mm -hmm. I mean that reverently, but you yeah. get the metaphor. Yes. Yep. Any, If you have an itch and Jesus was sent to scratch that itch, if you're allowing anything else to scratch that itch, to satisfy, to fulfill, to allow... You're sinning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do we see how that takes sin to a whole new level? Like, it does. I'm in a lot more trouble than I thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not good. Like, uh, oh, that's my go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you all know? have that, though. Yeah, we all have a worldly go-to. We all have that. And, and that's the thing is we think that it's harmless. Bread is harmless. Praise the Lord. And Not yet here, say too much of it. here <laughs> to Jesus, it was sin. Why was it sin? Because it was allowing something else, this world, something else, to scratch that itch that only God could satisfy. Do we see that? Mm -hmm. And so anything in your life, it can be church, it can be school, it can be your family. If that is where your contentment is coming from, if that is what's satisfying you, mm -hmm. it's sin. Yep. Because Jesus was sent to satisfy you. Mm -hmm. So, oh, darn it. <gasps> oh, did you have a contentment? No, I was helping him. I was using it for him. Okay. So, um... Anything that we turn to besides God is a sin, mm -hmm. okay? So to me, that is saying that God is a jealous God, mm -hmm. okay? Because 
it's like he's saying like I'm right here but you keep going to mm-hmm. that and like in an earthly relationship okay like um I'm not gonna say some women because I'm a man and I just see women more like this because I'm a man mm-hmm. but in any instance like you know like you you, you could be st- stuck at work mm-hmm. okay and Cindy says, oh, I'm going your way home. And she drops you off at home. And you get out your car and you go in the house. And Jenny's like, oh, who was that? Oh, that's a new girl, Cindy, at work. My car broke down, so she gave me a ride home. Mm-hmm. Okay? Though she may not say it, Jenny may be thinking, like, well, why didn't you just call me? Right. Yep. You know I was doing right. nothing. I could have came and got you. Yep. Right. You, you, you know what I mean? Right. And yep. I'm sure there's an instance, like, when a man is like, who's that? And his wife says, that's Fred. And the guy is thinking, like, oh, so Fred gives you rides home now. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So God is kind of like the same way. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, you went for the chocolate instead of me. Or you yeah. went to the coffee yeah. instead yep. of me. Or you went to Dead whatever. Hamster, cute puppy dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is our serious, <laughs> yeah. folks. This yeah. is our serious. Uh, to put it biblically, uh, the book of Jeremiah is kind of going back to John 4 with the woman of the well. But going back to Jeremiah, God tells Israel, I have living water to offer to you. It means fresh crisp, clean water, and yet you're drinking out of stale, stagnant, poisoned cisterns that are broke down. Jars of water that bugs on top is what you chose to drink, while I have fresh, fountainous, flowing water. It's the same thing Kevin's saying. And Kevin, I'd like to clarify, in case Jenny ever by accident ever watches this episode, I don't know who Cindy is. I would walk home first. Okay, so... <laughs> he didn't clarify, so I felt the need to. I right. need to clarify that. Sorry, I don't know who Fred is, but that doesn't bother me so much. So, <laughs> I don't even know where we are. So Satan times Jesus with bread, with food, right? Mm-hmm. Something we mm-hmm. all enjoy and 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 regularly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just had and, some today. Yeah, and, and, amen. So, <laughs> when was the last time you sat down at the dinner table and you were like? <gasps> Shove the whole dishes in the not today, Satan. Right, you flip the tables because there's biscuits there. Like not today, Satan. I'm thinking of just like under. The, no, the plate. it's gonna be dramatic. No, Jesus no. flips tables. No, like yeah. under the plate, just yeah, into yeah. somebody else's face. But we don't, right? Food is not evil. Jesus doesn't dramatically do this here. Food is not evil, but as Rachel has already said, if it's from this world, it is evil. Yep. And if you're finding your own satisfaction in food and not in Jesus, then food has become sin to you. Yep. Baptists, I said. (laughs) If your satisfaction is in food and not in Jesus, it is sin. If you cared more about the dinner you had after than you did the the church, you've got problems. The world is fulfilling your needs and it's leaving you no need for Jesus. You're too full elsewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Who needs the bread of life when you have the bread of this world? Mm -hmm. And so there's this famous story. This honestly is like what I wanted to write about for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Maybe this would be like a three-part episode. (laughs) Uh, But there's a story about Richard Wurmbrandt. You know who Richard Wurmbrandt is? Do you know who Richard Wurmbrandt is? It sounds familiar, but I was really... The word word is awful, right? No matter how you write it, it tells you it's spelled (laughs) wrong. Anyways, Richard Wurmbrandt is like 60, maybe more years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he really... This story just so puts it in perspective for me. And I I feel like really is a nice cherry on top of this series for all of us. Mm -hmm. So Richard Wurmbrandt, uh, after returning home from years in torture uh, from the Nazi concentration camps for preaching the gospel, he would go, he comes home after that, and he would go through the stores, whether it's grocery store, convenience store, whatever, and he would go through the stores and he'd be gazing upon all the fancy things upon the shelves, right? All the things that are begging for his attention, all the things that are trying to get him to buy it. And he would say this to himself, for Christ, I could live without that. 
And for that, I could live without that. I could live without this in my life. I could go without that. I could do without that. I could pass on this. I could give that up for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Most of us go down the aisles thinking the very opposite. So we I mean, look, that, yeah, we look at the shelves and we're like, I can't live without that. Yeah. I can't have this. Oh, this I'll need. Jesus wants me to have yes. this. Yes, <laughs> Jesus wants me to be fat and heavy. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream. I don't know where that came out, but. <laughs> You're just like, you mentioned nothing else but just ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I do love some. So, <laughs> so we turn on our TVs, we turn on our video games, we look at our smartphones, and we just go about our day finding our satisfaction in all the wrong places. Uh, Richard Wurmbrandt was talking about stores, and I think we all do that in stores, but do you realize it's not just the stores? It's mm-hmm. just satisfaction anywhere. Yep. Finding our satisfaction in all the wrong places. And so this world is not dead to us. This world has not been crucified to us. In fact, it's feeding us and it's sustaining us. Mm -hmm. And because we, listen, because we are so full of this world, we have no craving for Christ. What is sent to be our living water, what is sent to be our bread of life, what is meant to be our satisfaction. And so we lack a contentment in him. And maybe what each of us needs to do is daily do a Richard Wormbrandt test. Maybe you're convinced that you're not worldly. I have no doubt that there are, well, they probably don't watch these, but I have no doubt that there are many Christians who do not think they are worldly. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself this. Test yourself. So maybe people raise their hand like, Jesus is all I need. He's all I need. He's all I need. Ask yourself, who or what or where would you really struggle to live without? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's chocolate. Yep. Maybe it's Cindy. It's not for me, but maybe. <laughs> maybe it could be. Maybe it's your friends. It could be your job. It could be your home. It could even be your church. What things of this world have become shinier instead of growing strangely dim, as the hymn puts up? Now, again, we're not talking about becoming a monk and living in a monastery in the, in the mountains in the middle of nowhere, uh, totally disconnected from civilization. We're not talking about Jesus was in the world. Mm-hmm. He came. It literally says, "God so loved the world that He sent His Son into that world," mm-hmm. and so Jesus was in the world. But the world was not in him. The world did not satisfy him. And so even though he was tempted here with bread, food wasn't sinful. In plenty of scenes in the Bible, we've already talked, Jesus was found eating. And although Jesus was tempted with provision for his body, with health Mm -hmm. or a lack of ailment, that wasn't a sin because elsewhere in the Bible, we find Jesus avoiding physical harm. And so the point is this, even though Jesus took part in these things, Jesus never allowed these things to be his satisfaction. Yep. Mm. Jesus refused to rely upon this world to sustain him. Possibly, I feel like this is like a four part. I'm sorry. There's just like, there's, there's more. <laughs> Billy May is here. Uh, there's more. That was him, wasn't it? But wait, there's more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was, thinking of, like, I was thinking of the meme. I haven't heard that uh, name in a long time. I know. Time. I kind of <laughs> she was like, who is that that I just talked about? <laughs> Excuse me. Possibly the most exciting part of this entire scene is found in the first verse of Luke 4. Uh, we read of the secret spiritual weapon that Jesus had to endure temptation from this world. So Luke's writing Luke chapter 4, and he starts with this verse. And in this verse, he's saying this was how Jesus endured that temptation for 40 days. This is why the world was dead to him. This is why he didn't give in. This is what Luke writes. And Jesus being full, being full being full Full. of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. When you're full, food can't fulfill you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As a smart teddy bear once said. (laughs) (laughs) I've stepped. Okay. (laughs) When you're satisfied already, you can't be tempted with more. 
Yep. Is that too simple? Jesus was so full of the Holy Spirit that there was nothing in this world that Satan yep. could send his way that could match the contentment that he already had. Yep. It was Jesus himself who said in the uh, <clears throat> in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Why? Because they'll be filled. Mm -hmm. If you're hungering for him, you'll be filled. If you're thirsting for him, you'll be filled. Jesus told all would-be followers to come and taste the living water offered in him, yeah. which would eternally quench your thirst so that you'll never thirst again. And so Jesus, why did Jesus come? Jesus came to this earth to reinvade our lives with the Holy Spirit. He came to fill us to the very brim with the Holy Spirit so that nothing in this world, nothing this world promises to please us will ever appeal to us. Mm -hmm. He came to satisfy us, to fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we can truly look at the world and all it has to offer and say, you're dead to me. So this is a question I want to ask you guys and I want to ask those tuning in today. Can you say that? Can you truly say that this world and all that it has to offer could not bring contentment to your life like he does? The truth is we are a full people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about after lunch. Mm. We are a full people. Every single one of us, even those of us at this table, mm -hmm. we are a full people. We are full of this world, this life, and its shiny things. And therefore, we lack a fulfillment in Christ. Folks, we are not called to be worldly. We are called to be Christ-like. We're called Christians. Jesus is our satisfaction. So let him be. Mm -hmm. As we've talked all month, surrender the things of this life, surrender the things of this world, and find your fulfillment in Jesus. Who's it going to be? I just remembered I didn't ever get that part. I, always, yeah, I, that. <laughs> I was like, Jimmy Needham, you quoted him. <laughs> uh, he probably, I probably could take a snippet out of that song. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, uh, CJ will have a considerable quote and uh, a you have future, future content. I don't think I'm going to keep it. Because uh, haven't we used that this month? No. No, I was actually thinking of that. Okay, well, there. today's future content <laughs> just happened to come to me is uh, <laughs> Clear the Stage by Jimmy Needham. Needham. Which is wonderful for this episode. Um, because he doesn't. <laughs> Jimmy does not need ham. <laughs> He's actually writing a book. I'm excited to read that. About him? I, don't, I hope not. I won't <laughs> read that. Is it like Green Eggs and Ham? <laughs> <laughs> no, remake? Uh, <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is good. <laughs> I hope this series hasn't scared you. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Yes, yes, that happened. It's a, thank you for joining this hot mess, at least. Oh, that's right. That sounds familiar. <laughs> uh.